Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment has arrived. The Be Ready for the Moment podcast, hosted by the one and only Queen Ching, and syndicated on the RAI Radio Network. With over 10 licensed digital stations, all stations tracked by digital radio trackers, we are one of the largest DRT track stations in the game, RAI Radio, where music lives, people. Tonight, we're honored to have RAI Radio's own, On the Verge, indie power player, Emperor the Great. Tonight, he speaks his truth regarding his journey, struggle, career expectations, fears, and more. It's all positive on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Feel free to text your questions and comments to 323-400-6574. Emperor the Great, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? I'm blessed. want to thank you for taking the time to chop it up with me. I know that we last spoke in 2015. I'm excited to have you back, and I know 2015 was a great year for you. So why don't we just go ahead and jump right into it? Why don't you tell okay. all the listeners, how has 2016 treated your music career thus far? Oh, 2016 is, I mean, 2016 has been real, real good to me. I mean, it's, it's a lot of things going on, a lot of expansion, and it's it's been a blessing. I'm definitely glad to hear that, Emperor the Great. And I know that you were grinding heavy in 2015, so I'm not surprised that 2016 is off to a blessed start for you. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah, I got a lot of things going on, and uh, and uh, my new single "Throw It Off" was doing real good, so it's it's picking up. It's on the charts right now, and you know I got a lot of things going on, so I'm ready to hop right into it. What what you got for me, man? You know, now that you said that, that brings me into something. I want to congratulate you because I do know that you are currently number 60 on the DRT chart. That's a major salute. Yeah, yeah, it is. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Absolutely. And, Emperor, what I want to do is I've been bumping your music for a couple of days now. And I want to just go ahead for the first time and really start off our show and go straight into a music break. And then chop it up with you. I'm really feeling okay. the energy. I'm definitely feeling the energy. So I want the listeners to go ahead and get a little teaser of the artist that they have live on the line with us right now. And this is Emperor the Great, Top Notch, on RAI Radio. Like a pro, like a pro. It's the beach, boy. It's the beach, boy. Like a pro, like a pro, like a pro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only flow, only flow, only flow. Baby girl, 
your love wanna see you on the dance floor. Wobble, wobble, shake it, shake it on the dance floor. Yeah. Moving that like a certified pro. These other chicks mad cause they not a top notch pro. Nah. High definition, wanna move it real slow. Dollar signs, your nickname should be cash flow. Boys staring hard, they wanna see you dance mode. Get it in, get it in, baby, show me more. Come by the beast. Special delivery, remind me of this bank's girl named Hillary. Body to body, love you how you just grinding me. Got your boy hypnotized when you move in front of me. Gotta be part of the team, fantasy. Girl next door, full of the ecstasy. Ready forever, and I know you're not scary. Too much motivation, just like I got it, got with Whoop Deezy, and it came out like that. 
<laughs> Man, you and Wolf be saying killing tracks, like you say. You're hitting them with slaps back to back. Again, we will have the track that is trending number 60 on the DRT charts later in the show. And Emperor the Great, what I want to do with you is I would like to rewind the tape with you. I would like to discuss your childhood. So, growing up, what were some of the early influences that shaped your love for music? Did your parents contribute? Uh, well, yes, because they, well, everybody in my family, like, we used to get together on Fridays, and my aunts and my uncles, you know, my moms, my pops, they all get together, and they'll play their favorite songs. So, you know, my uncle, he was into um, rock and roll. He liked the, the Led Zeppelins and uh, Daryl Halls and Oats and stuff like that. Uh, my aunt, she was into gospel music, so I heard a lot of the whinings and, uh, you know, um, 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 the whinings and commission. And uh, okay. and so, uh, yeah, and so my, my uh, one of my aunts was into, you know, Jamaican movie, music with the Shabba ranks and stuff like that. So I was real rounded in everything, you know, the R&B. So they, they pretty much planted that seed because when I grew up, that's all we did was listen to music all the time. Man, so they really instilled all those different genres in you at a really young age. I know you was getting down as a baby boy and for the gray with that kind of music <laughs> around in your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I miss those times, you know, but they 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 I, you know, and like my other uncle, he liked the print. So, you know, that's why, you know, I do make those club songs and stuff, but if you listen to my whole catalog, I got a lot of different type of music and um uh, I'm actually working on a on a couple of newer projects right now that's going to even, you know, venture off into some of that Different type of stuff too, but um, but yeah, I, I gotta give them their credit. They 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 kept they kept me listening to good music, so that's where it comes from. That's what's up. I always think, and um, my opinion and perception is, when you have an artist that has had those type of genres instilled in them, like it just wasn't one genre, and they was just very well rounded. I think that the creativity that they bring to the table is just on a whole other level. Yeah, that's true. That's true, because we're supposed to be artists first, you know. You got a lot of, you know, a lot yeah. of people do rapping, which is cool, but you can't, you can't, you can't. I, I honestly believe to get to that next level and test that next tier, you have to be an artist at heart. You know, um, you know, Prince was an yeah. artist, you know. You, even Beyonce, she's an artist. Um, you know, it's, it's, some, it's some guys that rap. You know, like Drake, Drake is an artist. You know, that's why he's so, he's yeah. an artist at heart. You know, he's always trying something different. You know, Rihanna's an artist. So, you know, that's, that's yes. what separates them yes. from some of the other people that's doing their thing. Not to knock on them, but that's that's what I, what I see, my personal opinion. Absolutely. And speaking on some of those artists, um, who were some of the artists that influenced you in the early stages of your life? <laughs> I know you spoke well, on all the artists that your family, um, you know, brought you up listening to, but, like, what was the first tape that you ever purchased? Um, Ice Cube, I think it was Ice Cube, <laughs> and, uh, well, really, you know what, to be quite honest, I, my aunt used to always, um, have the music, so I used to go over there and just take some of her music, <laughs> so <laughs> she had, she had Ice Cube, she had Tupac, she had, uh, she had Digital Underground, I used, I used to be a big, uh, Digital Underground fan. Yeah. Uh, she had she had the Ghetto Boys, Scarface and Willie D and Bushwick mm. Bill. Um, she had Spice One, 
Um, so it was a lot of gangster, gangster music. She had the uh, Minister Society sound, soundtrack, you know. So I used to go over there, whatever she had new, you know. I keep, I keep it, and I take it. I keep back then they had Walkman, so I just take it, play in the Walkman, and take it home. Did she be calling her mama, telling her she need her music and her Walkman back? <laughs> <laughs> you got Emperor yeah. the Great just rock. Just walking off with five finger discount, just like all kinds of jams in that Walkman <laughs> from his <Yeah>. eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. And where are you originally from, Emperor the Great? Houston, Texas. H Town. Shout out to H Town. And what was it like for you growing up out there? I mean, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of like it's similar to. A lot of the other guys' stories, you know, I got in trouble and things like that, you know, trying to find my way in life. I don't I don't talk about it too much because those are things that I'm not proud of and that's even though I know the label is Thugs Nation, I don't I don't try to put that out too much because sometimes I believe that the kids will take it the wrong way. But uh growing up in Houston back then was was pretty was pretty hard. You know, you um you couldn't be weak, you know, you couldn't you know, you walk the streets, you know, right. you had to be down down here, you know. It's different. It, it, back then, there was no really no hardcore gang culture, but it was a, a neighborhood culture. So you had the south side, you had the yeah. north side. And back then, we didn't too mm-hmm. much vibe together. So, you know, make a long story short, you know, you know, I used to always pack pack pistols or whatever and stuff like that and do my little thing. You know, the common story, but like I say, you know, I don't get off into it too much because I don't want to pass that vibe on. But, you know, also on the, on the other side of that, I had a lot of good times. We used to go out there and pop the trunk. You know, we get our little 40 ounces out. Yeah. We'd cut on some DJ's crew, some little Kiki or something, the beats would come uh-huh. on, and we'd just be out there rapping and having a good time. So those are times I like to remember because yeah. I, I used to always be out there rapping, you know. Man, and that's definitely so Texas, so Texas. And, and for the great, I just want to salute you because – I want to touch on something you said. You know, you're talking about your label, Thugs Nation, but some of the things you did as an adolescent is not necessarily the things that you are proud of and what you want to pass on to the younger seeds. And that is why I know you're special. You know, I knew that from the first moment that I ever chopped up business with you and had the pleasure of getting a chop-up game with you. But definitely want to salute you for remembering that that's definitely not what needs to be passed on to the younger seeds. So with all that negativity, you're talking about some really good times, man, popping trunk, you know, listening to, throwing on some DJ screws, some little Kiki doing the South Side, all that off in H-Town. But with the negative influences, how were you able to stay positive? Well, be quite honest, you know, Queen, I, I really wasn't too positive back then. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Actually, let you me know. rephrase that. From Going from the negative lifestyle, how were you able to dig deep and make some of those changes into positivity? Well, that didn't happen until after I, I came home from the penitentiary. You know what I mean? You know, before the end, I mean, I was I was probably one of the most negatively influential people you would meet. You know, you wouldn't even want to be around me. You know, and uh, right. so when I got to the penitentiary and I got separated from the money, the cars, the um, young lady, mm-hmm. you know, yes. the family, yes. I, I had time to reflect and I used to sit down and I used to read my Bible a bunch and um, I used to read philosophy mm-hmm. books. And like, like, A lot of people go to prison and they want to do push-ups and pull-ups and all that and lift weights. I did those things too, but I felt like my, my strongest 
thing was my mind. So I wanted to make yeah. my mind stronger. So I did a whole lot of reading, you know, and I read on music. I read mm-hmm. about business and that pretty much made me, made me who I am today. You know, it wasn't easy, but you know, I went from being, a, I, been, I was totally opposite when I came home. Like before I, you know, beforehand, I was very negative. You know, I just, you know, I wasn't doing it wrong. I mean, when I wasn't like no grimy guy, I was always a cool guy, but I didn't have too much understanding for a lot of things. But when I went right. to prison, you know, and did all that reading and did a lot of self-reflection, that's when the positivity came. So I took a minus, I guess you can say, and made it a plus. Absolutely, and that's that's on some soldier stuff. Like, you know, I always salute anyone that has the strength to do that because it could be real easy to just use that as an excuse and a crutch and a reason to get deeper, you know, on the wrong side of the track. So it says a lot about you and your character. And like you, Emperor the Great, my past is definitely not something that I'm proud of. And I know what that's like, but I also know what it's like to have that great feeling of accomplishment and knowing where you came from and where you're at today. So definitely glad that you were knowledgeable enough to know that your mind was really the strongest thing that you had during that time. Right. And I always, um, and, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, and I always say that when I get a chance to speak and when people want to hear it, I always reach out to the youngsters, and I'm talking about 25 on down, and I, mm-hmm. and I you know, because doing what I do in music, you know, I come across a lot of guys who are living the way I used to live, you know, they're either heavily into drugs or they're heavy into, heavily into violence or and they come from bad situations, so I understand them. But anytime I get a chance for anyone to hear my voice, I want them to understand that you never know what tomorrow holds. Like, if you would have talked to Emperor the Great back when he was 17, 18, and you tell me the things that I was doing now, I would look at you and, and curse at you and say, you, you know, you're crazy. I'm not going to be doing that, you know. And, and so right. it, it don't matter what you're in or what you're going through. Remember, that's not the end of your story. As long as God bless you to breathe and get up the next day, you got to keep making those steps forward and changing your life. And um, Because, you know, you're not put down here just to die in some kind of street violence or some gang violence. You're put down here to make it better for those who come, who come who's coming behind you and to look out for those who came yeah. before you. Preach. Man, that's the truth. I got Emperor the Great dropping jewels on y'all right now. I absolutely feel you wholeheartedly. Like, there's not enough of that today, you know, and no shade to anybody, but I'm just like you, you know, if you would have talked to Queen Ching as a baby thug girl, the same as you, Emperor the Great, like, there's no way you could have told me nothing, you know, but it it takes it in a certain point and realizing, you know, that you've got to make some changes, like, the things that I, I tell my people back home, like, do what you got to do, like Pac said, you know, do what you got to do, but know you got to change. Exactly. And how long have you been doing what you're doing, and how did you get started? Well, like I said, I did a lot of reading in the penitentiary. Um, actually, before I before I actually was incarcerated, I was I was I used like I say we used to pop the trunks. So I used to rap, and we used to draw crowds. Everybody used to always want to hear me rap, and um, and I used to hang out with my, my, my friends and stuff. Cause I would be like about three or four of us. And during the time mm-hmm. we used to go to the, uh, we have a gallery, you know, we got the Galleria down here. 
and and back in the day at the Galleria, you can go up there and record a tape. So we had to go to the right. Galleria. Yeah, it's like it was like some kind of karaoke thing, but they actually had equipment back there, which we never knew. So you know, we used to drink and stuff, you know, drink our beer, whatever, drink our liquor and stuff. Then on my birthday, we used to always go up there and rap. So um, one time I went up there and I was about sixteen, sixteen, seventeen. And when I got to rapping up there, one of the guys was like, hey, man, you good. So he gave me an original beat. So and he let me keep rapping because what it was, he's supposed to take two takes, and then that's it. You got to go up out of there, pay you $30 or whatever, and get up out of there. <laughs> he liked me so much, he let me make a whole song, me and my homeboy. And, 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 and when I brought it back to the to the older folks, they was like, you know what, you talented. You talented, man. You need, you need to take this seriously. So, um. To make a long story short, it was a guy that played for the Oilers. He ended up having a back injury. He got came to some money because he had some insurance on his body. He heard me rapping and um, and uh, heard the tape, and he's like, man, you can do what you can do. I'm, you're going to start your own label. If you can get them boys to rap and do what you're doing, you're going to start your own label. And he asked me back then, like, what you going to call your label? I said, I'm, I'm going to call it Anarchy. <laughs> he was like, Anarchy? I said, yeah. <laughs> but But, you know, I didn't know how good I was back then. And he and right. actually he wanted I don't know if you know Fat Pat, but he was asking me, um yes. you know, yes. Fat Pat was a rapper down at the time he that's when he was alive. Yeah, Fat Pat, yeah, D Rec, yeah. he had all of them. Yeah. I never got a chance to meet them cats, but he knew the guy. I I listened to him talk to him on the phone and stuff like that. And he wanted me to meet them. But you know, I was so bad out there in the street, I ended up getting a blue warrant and I couldn't leave the house and I was basically trying to hide yeah. from the powers that be and I never got a chance to start a rec shop, but what he taught me was, you know, the value of my voice and the value of my mind and, and, and about music and that I could really be something. So I never talked to Damon when I got back home, but I, uh, I talked to him one time before I went to jail, and then I lost contact with him, but that CD planted in me. You know, when I got out of jail, I changed the name for Anarchy and changed it to Thugs Nation and got my business paperwork together and things like that. And that's basically how I started, because I never thought about having my own label. I just wanted to be the rapper. But he the one told me, you can have your own label. He the one told me that. Man, so he put you up on game at a young age. Mm-hmm. He and sure while you sitting here talking about that pack, like, what do you think is the biggest difference between rappers trying to make it in the game 10 years ago and rappers trying to make it in the game today. The biggest thing is that today rap is cool. Back then, mm-hmm. being being a rapper was, was cool. You know, right. being a rapper was something that the real thugs did. That's why I called it Thugs Nation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody that was in the studio, you know, had a pistol, not for show. Not because they want to put it on YouTube, and they used to hide their pistols. They actually had their pistols, and they had everything in there. That's why I don't like to talk about all that stuff. You know, they were selling this and doing a lot of things. You know, which is totally different. But we we was rapping. It was more like a com- camaraderie. You know, like being you know like a com- camaraderie. I guess I guess that's the right word. But we'll be feeling going through some things. Like one of my partners, we may, he might have a case. Or I might have a case, and you know, and so we'll be talking <laughs> about it all day. And then we said, well, why not make a song out of it? You know, 
and we would have started rapping. But it really life. was like, yeah, it really like therapy. But it wasn't, it wasn't cool. The girls didn't like the fact that we was rapping. You know, they thought we was, you know, why would you do that? That's, you know, why you do that? You know, the um, the family didn't like. Well, my family was cool. They they liked the music, so they thought it was cool that I was rapping. That's, that's better than what the other stuff I was doing. But a lot of other my friends' parents, they didn't like that because they felt like the messages that we were passing. But all we was doing was basically group therapy. See now. So we rap, we rapped about hard times of what we was going through. The rappers today, yeah. it's cool to rap. It's cool to rap. See, back when mm-hmm. we was coming up, you, that's when they used to be scared of the rapper. You're not finna snatch the rapper's chain and get on YouTube and say, I got your chain. You won't live to see the next sun, this mm-hmm. sunlight of the day. The, the rapper back then, like we had street militaries out there in Houston. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Have you ever heard of street military? Yes, I have. Okay. I have. Well, there was a rapper in street military, well, you know, named Pharaoh. Yeah. You know, Pharaoh Fer- used to go to people's apartments and beat them up. <laughs> yeah. You know, but anyway, and, you know, it, it, you know, KB, Lil Flea, and all these guys, these guys, was you couldn't run up on a rapper. You know, you weren't going to take Pharaoh's chain and then turn around and no. be on, the, on, on, on some kind of, any kind of media and tell about you took his chain. You know, so I feel like now the rappers... That. <laughs> it was a bad situation, you know. But that's not take away from the rappers today. I mean, once you go mainstream, it brings a whole different element that even them guys back then they have to deal with. But I, I do truly believe the biggest difference is that back then rappers wanted to be a rapper without the money or nothing, just because they wanted somebody to hear what they had to say. These rappers these days are being rappers because they they see the money that's in it, the endorsement deals. You know, yeah. Get to the, yeah. yeah. You know, get to meet uh, you know, uh, 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 LeBron James and you know, uh, uh, Stephen Curry and all that. You know, back then, basketball players when we came up, basketball players and football players never hang with the rappers. You know, so anyway, no, that that's the big no. difference I see. And that's a huge difference. You know, it's like the whole game has changed. Like you said, I mean, back then. They weren't doing it to be cool or, you know, it was about, you know, I'm going to just use, like, let's say Pac and Snoop, for instance, right? Like, Pac, he was back-to-back in court facing all these trials, all these charges. And then he stressed out, back up against the wall. Pac goes and writes a song because that's his life. He's not looking at anyone else's life writing the song. You know, he ain't watched, like, too many movies. That's his situation. and. I really, I stand by this, and I know that you have to be an artist and think outside the box, so no shade to anybody, but if you are a real gangster rapper, you should be writing your lyrics, and like I said, I know you always have to be that creative artist and step outside the box, but you really should be writing about real life situations, that's real, and for the great. Yeah, and you know, I agree with you, Queen, but I, key word I said about rap now is that it, it became mainstream, right? And um, yeah, I think about business first. I understand what you're saying. Back then, you was a rapper. You you wrote things about what you really went through. So I'm gonna make it quick. Me and Wolf was talking about. Uh, me and Wolf D was talking about. He asked me. He said. He said, "Hey, uh, come on, uh, come on, great." And when every time he called me great, you know, because Emperor the Great, he called me great. He he really he really jugging at me, you know. He said, "Come on, great." You gonna let somebody else write your rhymes? I say, I say, I say. Uh, I like the debate. So he was like, "You gonna let somebody else write your rhymes?" I say, "Well, 
if somebody can write my rhyme and I can sell 10 million, 10, 10 million records, yeah, they can write my rhymes. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was like <laughs> I ain't mad at you. <laughs> so, so we had like a, we were, we were going to a show, so we had about a good hour, two hours to talk about this. So we, I'm driving. He's like, you gonna let somebody write your rhymes? I said, I know you can't. Great, you let write your rhymes. I said, listen to me. I said, Beyonce don't write all her lyrics. She didn't write out a Destiny Child's album. So you mean to tell me that you're nah. gonna hate on any? Any artist because somebody else wrote their rhymes and it was successful. He go, no, I'm not saying right. that. I say, look, we got to stop that in, in, in rap and hip hop. Yeah. I can't knock not do I would I let somebody write my rhymes? Would be was right. It would be a real hard for somebody to let me write my rhymes. It'd be more like co-writing. Right. But I was trying to explain to him, we got to stop these double standards in in the industry. Somebody's writing God Brooks, right. or you know, somebody's writing Celine Dion, somebody's writing well, Adele. They coming up, they coming up. Yeah, somebody's writing Beyonce, somebody's even writing uh, I don't Jay Z write rhymes. You can't tell me somebody ain't wrote for Jay Z. You know, e- either way it is, it's all about giving the the fans and the audience a good some good material. Yes. You know, and and my point, I don't like the self hate in hip hop and rap. I'm not gonna hate no rapper or no art, no no other artist because somebody wrote his rhyme. Not that I agree with it. That's my personal opinion. If I want to write my own, but right. because I don't see I don't see uh, Kelly Rowland get mad at Beyonce because somebody wrote Beyonce's song or vice versa. Exactly. See, see that's that's what I'm saying with them. We gotta stop this. And it started, but you know what? We all grew up in the streets. We all grew up with that I know that stigmatism. You know what I mean? So we can't. We can't see straightly all the time, and that's what I want to bring to the game. You know, I I, I love all my brothers. I love all my sisters. I want to see everybody go platinum. Mm-hmm. I want to see everybody get endorsement deals. I want to see everybody yes. just the choice. Yes. You know, I want to see everybody yes. on their own yes. label. Because why is we the only genre of uh, uh, feuding? You know, right. You don't you don't see the rock and roll guys fighting and stuff because somebody didn't write their lyrics. You right. know, I just I, I just can't ride with that, you know. You know, and Brother Gray, and that's crazy because, like you, you said something, and it's, it's real. I think it all stems from we are the genre that came from the street, right? So we all live by that G-code. We have that tough skin, and uh, we, we don't do well with change, right? But right. just like you, I mean, if you would have told me Queen Ching, can we get someone to write your lyrics like a decade ago? I would probably slap you. I got really offended. You know what I mean? I'm like, hell no, you ain't writing my lyrics. This is my story, right? Like, because I was just that little thug girl. But as I've grown older, and you have to put on your business cap, like you said, I started to be like, wait a minute. We're the only genre, like, just getting the crumbs off the table while the rest of these artists are, like, really eating good and coming up and they're just not concerned with the things that people are concerned with in hip hop. And like you, I put on my business cap and I still would have an issue like like you. You know, my opinion is I would still have an issue with that. But if they told me Queen Ching, you could get a rider and you're gonna sell ten million, I'm with Emperor the Great. Let's go get that ten million. I ain't mad. And let's be honest. You know, when we sit down writing 
You know, I wrote, I wrote song. I, I didn't put punchlines in people's rap. Matter of fact, when I come in the studio, I, I set a whole vibe for a song because the things I have been through in life. Sometimes I can tap into what I used to go through and, and, and put that energy. Because see, people don't realize something. In this music, from 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 Michael Jackson to Prince to um, Adele, everybody on down to the to the to the bottom bottom entertainers. When you listen to that artist, you're not going through their album and checking off, okay, he, his rhyme was just right or her rhyme was just right or she hit this note just right. No, man, you listen to their vibe and then you hear their heart in their music. Yes, Sometimes, yes. You, Sometimes you have people that have a, a strong heart and they can say it, but they can't put the words together. See, every, And that's another thing that's wrong with rap today. I, I love you guys. You're doing good, you're on the radio, <laughs> you're doing your thing, but you're not poets. Some of you guys that got good delivery uh-huh. need to let a poet write your rhyme. You know, yes. you don't want to drop it. You don't want to drop You know, my goal is, my goal is to the day I die, God willing, is to drop an album that's timeless. See, everybody that we talk about from the Biggies to the Tupacs, Method Mans and Mary J. Blodges mm. and even Jay-Z's, they drop timeless, timeless music. Like Jay Z, for example, you can still cut on hard knock life, and everybody's gonna understand that and yeah. feel that. You see what I'm saying? So I don't hear no more hard knock life no more. Life. All I hear is people mm. trying to rap. Rap was what we did was never. Rap was not created to be a fad. It was created no. to be a voice because we couldn't. We didn't yeah. have representatives. We didn't have people to speak for us. We didn't have people to go mm. out there and say, hey. The police out here mistreating this block over here. We didn't we didn't have nobody trying to bring us together. So in the beginning, that's what rap was for. You know, it wasn't about being a a a a a, a, a. it wasn't about the things that it's about today. I kind of not don't say too many things about that because I never want to um, say something to take away from the next man the way he eat because that's what I think artists are messing up at too. They're, they're speaking on each other. And they're in they 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 channeling they channeling it the wrong way, you know, like um yeah um I I don't like the song Trap Queen for example Trap Queen. If it was me and if I was behind the scenes releasing it, I don't know if I really would want to drop that kind of material out. The song mm-hmm. was a hit, but because I yeah. I don't think it's good for for young black women, but right. that's what that man did and and it's successful. Hey, he's bigger than the Emperor the Great. That's what he decided to do. But the backside is that is when you drop a song like that, it's kind of like you make your bed and you're gonna lie in it. You can't turn mm. around and try to try to tell everybody not to be that. So right. the biggest thing I, I feel like the artists are doing, they need to start stop trying to get on YouTube's and make the young kids think that that's, that's what it is to do and, and, and teach the young kids that, hey, because I don't care if you're 21 years old, you got little kids that's 10, 9 years old looking up to you, thinking you're thinking that you the world. Tell them that, hey, man, big cuz, big brother, or whatever you call yourself, we out there just doing that for fun, y'all. That's not for y'all. You know, we just having fun. It's just entertainment. <laughs> Label it a certain way. Label it as far as entertainment. Don't have these kids thinking that you're really living like that, be somebody snatching okay. chain or something. And you over here trying to buy your chain back. I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? You know because yeah. that's that. You know that's not real. That's not real. And I'm gonna say one more thing about rap. 
and you were saying the difference between the rappers today and the rappers back then, a lot of people forget about Slick Rick. Ooh. Slick Rick was one of the first rappers that I really liked in his music. I used to play his whole tape. And Slick Rick yeah. had some of the most heartfelt music. Um, Teenage Love, uh, uh, Hey Young World, Bedtime Story, trying to tell people good things. Well, actually, there wasn't no trying to it. He told people good things. Right. And then he went to prison behind a murder thing or whatever. But my point in being, he he was he was really everything you know he 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 was everything that the artist today trying to be and he wasn't even trying to portray that like it just crazy was what it was back then yeah yeah crazy as it may seem but that's what it was and he made and Rick and, 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 and Slick Rick made before before there was a, a Dear Mama or or or, mm. or or um what what did Biggie what was Biggie's song um. Well, it was all a dream. What was that? I can't believe I can't believe the name of that song. But anyway, before you had those songs, you had Young World and Teenage Love. Yes. You know. Yes. There's a huge difference. You know, like you said something earlier, you know, it's like you were talking about these artists today, the ones that have a great delivery. The issue is they don't have poets, you know, like Slick Rick. He, his lyrics were on lock, you know, there was always substance back then. That's something that we're definitely lacking today. And like you said, no shade to any of these artists is what made them successful. But like you, Emperor, I have a, Emperor the Great, I have a really big issue because I'm just like you at the end of the day, I look at, and I'm not going to sit here and say all my messages are great, and that's why I clearly have parental advisory on there, you know, but the thing that is most important to me is that we do, you know, get back to what hip-hop used to be, and we are that voice, and like you said, we do reach some of those seeds 25 and younger, or for me, shoot, I'm still trying to reach some of mine that are, you know, 35, some of them still (laughs) doing it really heavy, you know what I mean, but I'm like, that's what it's about. Like, really showing them, like, you and I, we came from there. We did that. I never found myself in certain situations like yourself, but but that was by the grace of God. But at the end of the day, it's like we have the power to be that voice, you know, and the game has changed. But that's a beautiful thing. You're sitting here on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast, and you're really dropping some real truth, Emperor the Great. I want to thank you because in this short time, chopping it up with you is really refreshing, really inspirational, the positive energy. It's all live, and it's all love to you. And it's not hard to see how Emperor the Great separates himself from the rest of the artists. And what would you say has been the biggest early stage challenge in your career? Um, knowing the knowing the knowing how things work behind the scenes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> look, this this <laughs> when I first started, um, I never knew the importance of politics, mm. and that's just what it is. A lot of people that they they have the talent, they have the voice, they have the producers, they have the money, but they don't have the politics. If people don't like doing yep. business with you, guess what? They're not gonna do business with you, no right. matter how talented you is. So 
and also the professionalism. You know, back in the day, everybody thought you can come. You can't come talk to an, invest, an, an investor talking about, yeah, what's up, this and that, and I know I can't curse, so I can't say what they saying. Yo, you know him all, and when he get off block, we go there. You can't do that, bro. You're never gonna get that deal. So if you don't have never. a conversation, if you don't have that kind of conversation or that political tongue, as I can say, you do yourself a better service of paying someone who can actually go talk for you, and you actually advising them what you want to be told. Hmm. If I would have knew that way back, and I never did come across like that, but I, you know, back in the day, I just didn't understand how heavily politics played in the music business. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's crazy you say that because I'm right there with you. That's definitely something you're gonna learn when you pursue this career. Like it's all political. It's all political. But mm-hmm. in your opinion, and for the great. Do you think your music is mostly felt for the lyrical content or for the beat or both? I think it um I think it sells for the um I guess it'd be like kind of a mixture of both. You know what I mean? Mm, um for sure. Because this, this last album I just dropped the Great State of Mind volume 2. And whoever listening to this, hey, go out there and stream it and buy it. It's it's the Great State of Mind volume 3, I mean, volume 3. You know, and um, okay. I, I I took my time with that album, throw it off on there, top notch throw on there, and a whole lot of other things. But I also took a twist and put some more political things on there and some lyrical, different lyrical content on there. But anyway, I said all that to say this. The beats are going to always get people's attention, but I do believe that the artist got to come with the lyrics to get the sale. And that's why I'm saying I believe okay. it's a mixture of both. You know what I mean? You know, yes, that makes sir. Sense. Sir. I and absolutely believe you're talking about this song that you have, number 60, on the DRT chart. I want to talk about it. You have been heavy rotation on RAI Radio. Shout out to the number one source for music, branding, and digital advertising. No shade to any other network. <laughs> Explain the meaning. Of your single, Throw It Off, featuring Wolf Deezy, and tell us why you chose to release it as your single. Okay, well, hold on. Actually, actually, Wolf Deezy not on there. That other voice is just I put I put an effect on. It. <laughs> oh, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, actually, actually, actually that was Wolf Deezy. That's my bad. No, no, actually, actually, how that song came about is that I got a I got an alternate persona called Black Hosanna, and that just me uh. Sitting up drinking my bud, drinking my bud wise and 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 being creative. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so the person, so that's why I say Emperor the Great featuring, you know, Black Hosanna, you hear a different voice. You know, I just I just put some effects on it. But anyway, um, that song once again down here in Houston, Texas, with the Pimp C's and the Bun B's and the and the um 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 um, um Paul Walls, Mike Jones, Slim Thugs, Zeros, and all those guys. We have always been able to tell our story, but get people to really jam with us. You know what I mean? You know, if you do your research on Houston music, that's what we have always done. That laid back, that 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 hardcore beat, but we be saying fly things. You know, it, that's what we do. And so when throw it off, one of my producer played that track for me. 
when we was looking for something that we thought would be good that everybody can vibe to. Because down here in Houston, Texas, we like to we like to have a good time. Everybody drink, everybody chill. You know, we be clean. You know, you pull up in your cars. The ladies dress up. You know, and other areas do that too. But we really, we really, we really. That's like our culture. You know what I mean? So um, okay. anyway, yeah. So I used to do a whole lot of harder songs. Funny as it may seem, like they just the lyrical content is so deep, and I'm talking and I'm going hard. But uh, he played this. He was like, "Check this out," and it came on. Throw it out, throw it out, and the beat just caught me. Mm. And I and I said, "You know what?" And I said, "You know what, Jay?" I said, "I got something for it." So I took it and um, I laid that. I laid that. that I laid. I, I put. I tried to come with a um. I tried to come, that's why that first verse is like that. I tried to come with something slick that nobody never did before. I'm not going to ever drop something that's, that's going with what everybody else doing. So that's how right. it came about. Right. Yeah, and it was a perfect track for me to, in, in, to introduce my alter ego. Because <laughs> man, the going, and I'm rapping, and I said I need something to make it, make it, make it, make it, to give it a little different little spice on it, you know. So that's, that's how it came about. I'm not going to be like these other guys trying to act like, you know, it's just I was thinking I put it together. Some things just come about. You know, when it came on, I, I I said what I had to say. I did the other verse and said it differently and all that stuff, and people liked it. And rest the rest is I guess soon to be history. Man, it's definitely one of my favorite. I'm ready and for the great. I know the listeners are ready. And this is throwed off and for the great, featuring Black Hosanna. <laughs> On RAI <laughs> Radio. She do it bad like it. She do it bad like it. She drop it down like it. She off the chain, man. What's 
the witty. I call her Rudy, her big old booty move like an Uzi. Action packed like a movie. Oh man, the girl so groovy. Fall from a goofy, so best believe she's a choosy lover. She told her hustler, I wouldn't love you if you was Raymond Usher. Ain't that a mother sucker? You sexy mother husher. I get so great, don't have to take you home to my mother. With your chaotic body, it draws the whole body. Party harder, she naughty. My little song's breaking it, I'm breaking it I'm praying to Christ cause I'm saving it Pretty gals, hate this chick, them nails Date this chick, thinking that About the grits, getting pants When she bounce those hips, lick your lips Throw your chips, lose your miss Blow my shit, song was hit and it those tricks Who was cool till your name is Toby Say your boss will suck it, please show me My love is holy Baby girl, move your frame like it is insane She throwed off when she popped that pop that sexy thing She do it bad like it Nah, that one that was not on any free uh, platforms. Um, well, it was on SoundCloud, but they can't download it. But anyway, um, nah, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Title, uh, everywhere, everywhere, it's everywhere. You know, we in uh, when I distribute my music, it goes to like three hundred different different markets. So it's either it's even in iTunes, Mexico, iTunes, New Zealand. You know, it's everywhere. If you got a phone, you got you, you got you an account. With one of those services, you can hear me all day, every day. You heard him. Get over there and start purchasing that track, spinning that track, streaming that track. Again, want to congratulate you for being number 60 on the DRT charts. That's major. Congratulations. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners, where can they find you on? No, no worries. Where can they find you on? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Spell out all your social media handles, fairly and slowly. Okay. Okay. You can find me at Twitter at Emperor of the Great, which is E-M-P-R-A-H-T-H-A-G-R-E-A-T. And it's the same handle for Twitter also. And on Facebook, uh, you can find me at the Great State of Mind, like page, the Great State of Mind. And uh, but most importantly, y'all, I made it simple for you. If you want to find me, go to thugsnation.com. Whoever listening to this, I want you to go to thugsnation.com. That's T H U G Z N A T I O N dot com. You know, I have a, um, I just revamped my site, and uh, I have a, a um, a, a rap review on there, blogs. I got all kind of things going on, and I moderated myself. So once again, it's thugsnation.com. If you want to reach me for a feature, if you want to reach me for anything, thugsnation.com. 
You heard my boy. Get over there. Give him a follow on Twitter, Instagram. I'm actually on Thug Nation Entertainment right now. Play your website. You gotta check it out. It makes <laughs> yeah, come on. Like his site on Facebook. Really loved how you revamped your site. I was on there earlier today. Real fresh look and for the great. Got a lot of dope like things going on, definitely. I'm glad you like it, Queen. You put a smile on my face. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I did. I visited it earlier today, and I just got on during the show again so they could get a little tease of that track playing in the back. Real dope vibe to it. Definitely feeling it. Yeah, that's my that's my track, Living Life. That's my track. It's featuring, it's featuring my uh, artist that's, that's working with me on my label, uh, Deso. And I got some things coming with him and uh, Chantel Devon. They got some things coming. We're going to give y'all a lot of brand new new music. They're going to be talking with you, Queen. So it's a lot of things that, that I got working on back, you know, that, I'm, that I'm putting together right now. So like I say, 2016 has been a real blessing. You know, teaming up with you guys has been a real blessing. And I, and I thank y'all and I appreciate for everything that y'all are actually doing and working you know, and behind the scenes and how y'all working with me. I mean, I really enjoy it. Definitely, and for the great, we are excited to be behind your music and brand. The feelings are mutual. I look forward to seeing you continuously grow with us at RAI Radio, distributed with Capital Music Group. So what can the fans expect next? What's your next chess move? My next move is um, <laughs> my next move is this. Uh, I, have a, I have a new thing that I'm working on, is, um, more vision. It's called More Vision. It's gonna be my next uh, entertainment thing. It's gonna be, but it's gonna be based around uh, books and short films, and it's also gonna be uh, focused around uh, more positive music. So I've been mm. um, behind behind the scenes, um, actually searching for gospel artists, um, soft R and B. And when I say soft R and B, I mean real love music. And um, I guess I guess you can say. Conscious, conscious rappers or something like that, but I, I don't like the name conscious. I don't know. I just never liked it that. But I, I like to say down to earth. You know what I mean? Everyday people, right? Rappers, right, right, right. yeah. And I'm going to release. And I got a couple of them coming up already. I even got a little. I even got a, a seven year old from from New Orleans that's gonna. I'm gonna do some things with him. <laughs> so I got a lot <laughs> Very of things. Cool. Very cool. dope. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be real cool. So, but they're gonna all be under. Thug Nation backslash more vision. I'm I'm bringing that in. So hopefully by 2017, God willing, when I talk to your queen, we'll be able to talk about that and that thing. That'll be a success. I'm definitely looking forward to keeping up with your journey and learning and seeing more progress with more vision and for the great, all great things going on for you. And I have to ask, have you enjoyed being on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast tonight? Have you enjoyed all the social media promo? Shout out to Renegade Revolt, decent on all levels with the promo, baby. Oh yeah, I enjoyed it all. I enjoyed it all. You know, y'all, y'all are real good at what you guys do. You know, shout outs to y'all and everybody that's involved in it. You know, yeah. Absolutely, people. Please expect bigger and better things to come from this artist, Emperor the Great. You've got to stay focused on your journey, and you've got to keep in touch with us on your grind. For sure. This is the official Boss Talk radio host of Power 102.8 LA, 
RAI Radio's number one hit station for all major hits. Follow my story on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook daily at Q-W-E-E-N-C-H-I-N-G. Most importantly, download our banging mobile app, RAI Radio, and stream from over 10 different cities daily. Download the app today, send the queen a message, and I'll holla right back. And this is Emperor the Great, draped up and dripped out. Shout out to H-Town, and we out. Bun.